Welcome to Truth Be Told, weekly broadcast brought to you by Brother Edwards and the Spirit of God. We are so glad that you can be with us today. We're going to jump right back into the book of Romans, uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. Uh, we're in the fourth result of the justification, <coughs> excuse me, fourth result of the justification. What is the fourth result of justification and in his glory in trials and suffering? So let's ask God to guide us through our study today. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to guide us through our study this morning. Bless us uh, with the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that we need to be better equipped to serve thee. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses, Father, as we forgive those who sinned against us. Thank you again, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, when a man is truly justified, brothers and sisters, he is no longer defeated by trials and suffering. The trials and suffering no longer discourage and swamp him. No longer cast you down into the dungeon of despair and hopelessness. The very opposite is true. Trials and sufferings become purposeful and meaningful. The truly justified man knows that his life and welfare are completely under God's care and watchful eye. Therefore, whatever events come into his life, whatever good or bad, they are allowed by God for a reason. The justified man knows that God will take the trials and sufferings of this world and work them out for good, even if God has to, has to twist and move every event surrounding his children. Well, brothers and sisters, now that kind of, if you ever remember when you were younger uh, and you watch your grandparents, I'm, I'm, I'm watching my grandparents or the, those seniors, even now today, they seem to have a calmness about themselves, and perhaps maybe this is why, because they their life and their welfare are completely under God's care and watchful eye, and they're all right with that. They've accepted that. So this passage explains the great benefits of trials and sufferings. You know that you wouldn't think there would be benefits in there, but in God's kingdom, there's benefits. There's benefits when you go through trials and sufferings. It shows exactly how trials and suffering of life work for us. This is this passage is going to show us that how sufferings of life work for us. The word trials or tribulation uh, means pressure, oppression, affliction. It means this and distress. It means to be pressed together ever so tightly. Almost makes you think about a can of sardines. Boy, they put those things in there real tight, don't they? It means all kinds of pressure, ranging from the day-to-day -day pressures over to the pressures of confronting the most serious afflictions, even that of death itself. Well, God has taken away the sting of death because Jesus Christ has come. He's conquered death. He has the keys. He has the keys to both life and death. So we don't even have to worry about that either. either. Excuse me. The Bible tells us in John 16, 33, in the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. It also tells us in Acts 14.22, we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. It also tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 4, for verily when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation even as it came to pass, 
and ye know. Also in Revelation 7, 14, and I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest, and he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Brothers and sisters, there is reward for going through trials and sufferings when you're doing it in the name of Jesus. Trials, they stir patience. Endurance, fortitude, steadfastness, consistency, perseverance. The word is not passive, brothers and sisters. It is an active word. It is not the spirit that just sits back and puts up with the trials of life. Oh, God must want it to be this way. You know, no, we got to get away from that because we don't want to put forth an effort to deal with the trials that we are going through in our lives according to the way God wants us to go through them. It is an active word. Now, remember that. It is not the spirit. We don't just sit back and put up with trials of life. Okay, you didn't sit back and put up with anything in your life before, before you became a Christian, so why do it now? Rather, it is the spirit that stands up, okay? The spirit that stands up and, uh, and faces life's trials. You remember, put on the whole arm of God that you can stand up against the, uh, the fiery darts and the wiles of the devil. Well, here you are. It is, the, it is a spirit, you see? So you have an active spirit when you are uh, going through trials in the name of Jesus, trials and suffering. See, remember, this is the fourth uh, benefit of uh, justification, a fourth result of it. So you st it stirs up patience. Trial stirs up patience, endurance, and fortitude. So you're doing things, okay? It is you're standing up against those uh, trials in your life. You're facing them. You're, you, you actively go about conquering and overcoming them. When trials confront a man who is truly justified, he is stirred to arise and face the trials head on. He immediately sets out to conquer and overcome them. He, know, he knows that God is allowing the trials in order to teach him more and more patience and doing. You know, you got to try these things out. If you have faith and you've never tested, how do you know you really have faith? You know, you go through things because it builds you up. But these things that we're talking about that you're going through, you're going through in the name of Jesus because he will build you up. He does not put you through trials and suffering to tear you down. He does it to build you up. Luke 21, 19 says, In your patience possesses ye your souls, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulations, continuing instant in prayer. That's Romans 12, 12. In Hebrews 10, 36, the Bible says, For he, excuse me, for ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Wait, be patient, wait on the Lord. You'll renew your strength, you, you'll grow, you'll learn more, and your life will be so much better. Wait on him, wait on him, and you'll receive the promise. My brethren, count it all joy. Now, this is James chapter 1, verses 2, 3, 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that trying of your faith uh, worketh patience, and but let, let patience have her perfect work. Okay, let her have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. 
The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Wait, be patient, brother, be patient. Patience stirs experience, okay, character, integrity, strength. The idea is that proven experience of gaining strength through the trials of life, therefore the word is more accurately translated character. When a justified man endures trials, he comes out of it stronger than ever before. He is a man of much stronger character integrity. Excuse me, much character and integrity. He knows much more about the presence and strength of God. This is a man who has been justified. He has that patience, that character, integrity, and strength. Okay, he, he, he is going to wait. He is going to wait. And that is going to make him stronger and stronger in his walk with God. Second Corinthians said, bless, Second Corinthians, excuse me, chapter 1, 3 through 4, said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation. I said, who comforted, meaning he continuously does that, us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. The Bible tells us in Colossians 1 and uh, 11 that, uh, excuse me, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. Again, that's Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. Isaiah 41, 10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So, brothers and sisters, we see that patience stirs experience. Experience stirs hope. To expect with confidence. To anticipate knowing. To look and long for with surety. To desire and, uh, with assurance. To rely on with certainty. To trust with the guarantee to believe with the knowledge. That's hope. Notice that hope is expectation, anticipation, looking and hoping for, desiring, relying upon, and trusting. But it is also confidence, knowledge, and surety, assurance, certainty, and a guarantee. When a justified man becomes stronger in character, he draws closer to God. And the closer he draws to God, the more he hopes for glory of God. He hopes more and more the closer he gets to God. Hope never shames. Hope never disappoints. Hope never deludes, deceives, confounds, confuses the believer. The person who is truly justified will never, ever be disappointed. He will never, ever be shamed. And that you will see the hope fulfilled because you're sure about it. This is why you put your hope in Jesus Christ, okay? You put your hope in Jesus Christ. He will live forever and you will live forever because
because he lives forever. And you will be in the presence of God, inheriting the promises that God has given to us through his word. And his word, remember, is his son. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. So listen, we're, we're dealing right directly with the son when we're dealing with this. So the Bible says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Romans 9.33. Uh, so the Bible says, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Okay, the Bible, on, and excuse me if I run over that, that is Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. Uh, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his, or excuse me, on this behalf. That's First Peter 4, 16. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 28. God love the uh, uh, another thing we want to deal with here is that there is a continuous experience of God's love, okay, through the presence of the Holy Spirit. There is a continuous uh, presence and experience of God's love through the presence of the Holy Spirit. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. But God commanded his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans chapter 5, verse 8. The Holy Spirit sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts. He grows and matures us in, in the love of God, increasing our understanding of what God has done and is doing for us. He helps us learn more and more about our justification and more and more of the glorious salvation of the promises. God makes promises to us, and he's going to fulfill those promises, but you must be a part of his family. You must have a spirit that is willing to obey, a spirit that is willing to act on the things that God is telling us to do. Brothers and sisters, we're getting close to the time that we need to uh, close out here. Uh, so what we're going to do is make sure you understand this. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children be heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified with him. That is Romans chapter 15, excuse me, chapter 8, verse 15 through 17. May God bless you, keep you, and you stay encouraged and walk in the footsteps of Jesus. May the words of our heart and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer.